the future of retail Asia with June and Imran, powered by AI Amazing. Welcome back to the Future of Retail Asia, one of the world's top 50 retail podcasts. My name is Imran. And I'm Jun. Today, we have Keith Chen from Faith Singapore. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having so Keith started out in catering and then became a business consultant at Fuji and then he assumed the general manager of CN Singapore, a chain of Chinese restaurants. Moving on to e-commerce, he joined Groupon, progressing in various roles before they were acquired by Faith, where he then became the head of BD, head of sales before coming to where he is today, the general manager of Faith Singapore. Quite a journey, yeah? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so you, you can definitely see he's got a lot of knowledge and experience running both offline, online, uh, and understanding these various O2O strategies. Very, very cool. I think we want to get you uh, know a little bit more, right? So um, can you share with us, like, why make you decided to move from the offline businesses from Fuji to the Groupon and Faith? Uh, that was a that's a good question, right? I have to thank my friend. In fact, it's my army buddy back then, right? Yeah. So as you you have Imran was sharing, right? I was from the FMB industry. I was so many years in there, right? Then was this one day my friend came to me and said, "Hey, you want to try Groupon? You are in a restaurant. Groupon helps you market." Yeah, and then he said, "Hey, you seem to know the concept pretty well. Why don't you join us? We are hiring." I said, "Okay, it's a new industry. I don't know what is this, but I go go on, right?" And I mean, don't, everything else is set into history already. Mm. That's where that brings mm. me to where I am today. Yeah. Wow. And, and I think we see that this online to offline, offline to online is very important in today's context, especially, let's say, in the context of let's say, COVID and all that, uh, the merchant suffering. I'm sure we, we've all uh, heard many, many stories over the last one and a half years, right? So um, we know merchants want to go digital. We know that people in the ecosystem are looking for opportunities to do so. How do you start, right? So how, what, what does Faith do? How do, how do you guys help the merchants go digital? Okay, so I think that question is really relevant today, right? In, and even as we are speaking, we are still uh, going through, and the merchants are still going through the uncertainties of COVID. Yeah, yeah with Omicron mm. and the new variants that we don't know what's going to cause us, right? So before all this virus was happening, actually merchants already wanted to go digital. Mm. Yeah, however, coming from a retail and offline background myself, right? They always have the challenge of going digital because they know how to run their own business. Mm. But they never know like, oh, digital, where should I market? Okay, I know, I go Facebook, I put some money into the ads. But then how do I get the customers to come back again? Mm. That's where, especially in the retail scene, right? You'll see a lot of companies, they invest heavily into uh, like CRMs. Yeah. But it's a broken set, set of system together with their POS, right. their payments. Everything is isolated. That's how we yeah. came to about. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. where faith then we decided to have create a solution for Faith Pay. I'm sure, I hope Bobby are already using it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's where we try to create, uh, to, to reduce the inefficiency of these individual systems by putting loyalty into it, by putting deals in promotions into it, putting gift card into it, right? So that merchants can run their business as usual and they use our platform to just manage that CRM, their digital part of the business. Mm. Yeah, that's how we see it. But I mean, like from a merchant's POV, right? And I've talked to many merchants before. And they say, hey, my cashier got to manage this system, la, this system, la, this terminal, la, that terminal, this platform, this app. Like, like you know, does it get very overwhelmed at points? Uh, you know, like how, 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 how does Faith see um, your position in, in really helping the, the companies go uh, digitally? You know, you talk about Faith Pay and digital platforms, but you know, like this, this transition, how, how do you guys feel that you're unique in this space? Yeah, 
Uh, great question. Yeah. So even today, as we are speaking, yeah. the merchants are still feeling the strains. Why? Like they have, there's delivery platforms. Yes. Yeah. Then there's payment platforms, and among payment pl- platforms, there are multiple payments. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So <laughs> what we try to do is to consolidate multiple parts of marketing technologies together with payments. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like for example, let's let me talk about payments per se. Mm. Yeah. When we run retention, mm. so on faith you can take. We we actually accept Visa, Master, Amex, Grab accounts. Mm. Right. And then on top of that, we also launched something called the Faith Loyalty Program called FLP, right? Which we have DBS, UOB, Singtel mm. Dash, and then we also have like uh, Google Pay. They can scan the Faith QR, and then the cust- the merchants can issue a cashback to retain these customers, whichever different payment mode they're paying with. I see. And then they manage the transaction with one backend Faith piece. Mm. So that helps them to elevate the pressure of, wow, I need to manage one payment, one payment, one payment, one payment. And then retention-wise, I need to talk to every customer. Let's say Imran, you are using Google Pay, mm. and then so you are using uh, DBS Pay, la. I'm using Faith, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they have to talk to three of us and say, do you want to be my member? Do you want to be my member? Do you want to be my member? Right. Then the staff mm. becomes very overwhelmed. So right. what we are trying to do is to consolidate that retention piece into payments. Right. Then they just, oh, you are paying with, through this Faith QR? All right, you are automatically my member, per se, right? You receive my cashback. And then on top of that, the marketing guys can run a deals campaign, a voucher campaign. They can run an e-card to attract customers to come into their store using one single platform. I see. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. You mentioned about like um, the offline entire industry or entire ecosystem is super fragmented. POS system, CRM system, uh, payment system. And payment system, I, I think we know like there's a few different payment terminal on their counter, right? Yeah, so... Like, I think one thing that if everyone is hearing about this podcast, if you are dealing with the SMB, FMB and retail, you will know that like how difficult or how challenging for a company to support them, especially if they already know that they are one to go into the digital. But because of this so different fragmented system, cause a uh, merchant F&B, especially at retail, when they want to go digital, they were always facing this challenge. So just curious, like as for Faith, right, um, which part that you see will be most important? Is it the onboarding process or is it because we need to design a product very easily for a merchant to understand or which part, like how, how, you, how you see about these things? Right, uh, good question. Because we, we were part of Heartland Go Digital. So we, we mm. onboarded mm. a lot of Heartland merchants, right? Mm. And actually the, the two things that we need, you actually mentioned on point, that the, the onboarding process is super important. And it's not just someone calling you on, on the phone and then just giving you a guide through email. They have mm. to hand, handhold them, right? Mm. How to use the system, how you recognize the payment, how you cancel a transaction. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so those are important. <laughs> then number two, if you want to create a promotion, so today, we have some elements of self-serve, but we realize that there is still a need to share with merchants like how to run a promotion, to advise them what works, because yeah. they are good at making their nasi lemak, but they don't know how to market, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, so that's where we come in. And then on top of that, the system, because of the way we create the faith base, the cancellation, right? It's all one touch. It's all mobile friendly. They can mm. use the laptop or mobile phone, even using their own mobile phone to cancel a transaction or check transaction. So that also reduces the their need to really be super ultra savvy to how to use a 20-step process, right? Mm. So we just try to um, minimize it to, let's say, a three-step process. Yeah, how to check transaction one step, then how to cancel, press cancel, and then two steps to cancel a transaction. Mm. Yeah, so we, we try to simplify, simplify that process. Right, so it's about um, helping the merchants understand 
what that process is, simplifying it for them. Uh, I, I think I've, I've uh, encountered many merchants in the past where they say, okay, I want to go into e-commerce, I want to run campaigns, and then they, they, they just don't realize the, the depth of technicalities and different systems involved. How, how could a merchant better prepare themselves to digitize, right? So it's like before I make that decision, before I say, yeah, my, I get my little executive and then, okay, you go and figure it out. Like, like it, it's not just that, right? Uh, typically, a lot more time, resources is needed. And what would you advise for those merchants thinking about this now? Uh, if, I, if there's one thing I can um, advise or share about this, right, is that you must understand what you are, what, what, what goals you are looking for and what's the impact you're looking at. Right. Then, because once you have mapped that, right, then you find a system that's easy to use. Mm. Something as simple as this. I came across business owner that said that hey, there's so many queries coming. In, I don't want to answer the queries. Yeah, yeah. So so we also dis- have that as uh, for faith, right? If you notice the merchants, there's no queries coming. In. Either you buy a voucher or you don't buy, right? There's the decision based on faith. Then uh, e cards, you want to buy e card or you don't buy. You make a payment, you earn the cashback. You need to decide. You just make a payment, you will get the cashback. Correct. Mm-hmm. So we try to minimize that pre-purchase inquiries. Right. So that merchant just focus on running that that mm-hmm. piece of the business. Mm-hmm. So coming back to the point where. Then how do how, how do they make the decision, right? It's just what you want, and then how simple, how was the system that can help you to get to your your goals in the most simple way? Mm. Yeah, actually, Imran, you share something that is actually luxury. Not many mom and pop shops, right, or the SMEs, right, have a marketing have executive. Have a manpower, correct? Exactly, right. The business owner is the manpower. <laughs> they have to cook their nasi or they have to sell their products. I don't know how many shop, of right? these uh, mom and pop shops or stores <laughs> I will we. we no, you want to do something and then the, the owner say, okay, talk to my son. <laughs> like, it's very common, right? Yeah, exactly. And then the, the son will be like, okay, another one. Okay, let me listen to how it works, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially we talk to a lot of guests or a lot of people who we, from this industry, especially focus on uh, F&B and retail, right? They always mention, like, I think you point out a very good point is that start from very simple process, let them to see the result first, and then they are more willing to invest more, right? Because if you talk to them like, oh, you need to do 20 steps for you to get maybe a huge goal, but they were like, well, this 20 steps, uh, I need to go for classes, I need to go for like some workshop, I like, mm, maybe it would be good for. I think that would be very interesting. It's like, start from very simple and then let them to see the result ASAP. Then they are more willing like to do, right? Then the other, I actually, I'm a Faith user. So then I'm using like Faith from a payment. Then I saw actually during the COVID, uh, you, you launched this the e-card. So actually I can prepare to top out like $100 at 90. I pay $90, I can get a $100 cash card, right? So like can, maybe can you share like uh, what kind of use cases like uh, when during the COVID or when this merchant on board with you, how you, you start from a very simple and then value add value add value add and the entire thing like maybe you can give sharing like some of the use cases with us okay great question right before we actually let me share before we start the product what we think thought of right mm-hmm. so during covid mm-hmm. what is the main problem for business cash flow yeah mm-hmm. yeah everybody is thinking about how do we get cash more cash flow uh government is extending grant which thank god right singapore is doing that very well mm-hmm. but at the same time then how does the merchant be self-sustainable mm-hmm. so that with that thought that's why we started e- gift cards or we call it e-cards on faith right so what it does is that they allow customers to pre-purchase, let's say Keith runs a fried chicken store, Keith's fried chicken, I can, you can buy my gift card, right, $90-$400. So as a merchant, Faith will pay the merchant upfront. So Keith will receive $90 upfront, less of some uh, admin fee, right, and transaction fees. So after that, then this cash flow is with me, but the customer have not visited me yet. 
So when as the customer is visiting me, so they will then slowly draw down on the credits. So this way the merchant gets the cash flow, the merchant gets to like guarantee the customer is coming in, right? And then at the same time, they also don't need to pay a hefty cost. You look at uh, the best example, Starbucks. Mm. They have a Starbucks card. We all are were users <laughs> or are users, right? Yeah. We top up fifty hundred dollars there, and then they give you stars. But do you know that Starbucks invests hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to set up the system plus market the system? Mm. How many of our local business, not, not even SME, even the, the larger SMEs, right? Singapore business have that kind of budget to buy the system and then market in that way. Mm. So that's where Faith comes into play. We thought we have the users, we have the platform. We just create these value-added services and help merchants run this and they don't have to pay a hefty cost to get a system like this and while getting the cash flow as well. But at the heart of this is really value adding to the end customer, la, right? Exactly. So I, I remember being like right at the beginning of the faith journey. I think you guys started out with deals, then you know your discovery, you know who which are the deals or uh, merchants near me to the faith pay to the cashback now to the e cards and even now the buy now pay later. Like how are you guys thinking around this whole customer experience piece? I think one of the biggest things that we see in retail today is people saying, hey we must treat customers with a unified experience, right? So I think what, what, what do you guys see from uh, Faith POV uh, is that future of customer experience? Mm. So based on, from a customer experience standpoint, from what we see, right, we realize that customers, other than just um, the experience while they are using the app, a single unified usage, right? That's one thing that we, they, they want also. They want to do, they have a super app, right? That's why the super app concept comes mm. up. They mm. want to do multiple functions within a single app. Mm. Uh, they don't want to download one app for deals one app for payments one app for yeah. gift cards they say oh I'm too many apps that's yes. the common thing yes. I go to the ground I hear the customer I don't want to download another app because I have too many apps yes yeah yes. and for those watching this podcast I check your phone how, how, how many, many apps? how many apps do you have <laughs> I have like 300 I think the last time I checked I was like I only use like 20 maybe <laughs> how come yeah. do I have why do I have 300 apps right mm. so that that is a, a problem per se that, that we see and that's why when we created all these different products we keep thinking about what does the consumer wants, what value they get, and then we add it in. Perhaps the consumer experience on the different product might be a bit different, mm. but as long as it serves the consumer needs, I think we are okay. Mm. Mm. See, then, where do you see, right? Because uh, we was just now discussing about the buy now, pay later will be uh, the big thing for the next year, right? Yep. So, how you see, like, uh, or maybe you can share with us, like, the data, how data play an important role in this buy now, pay later? Uh, yeah. So for data, that's a great question. So for buy now, pay later, it's really about getting consumers to spend and buy, spend higher AOV with the merchants. That's from a merchant point of view, mm. right? Because when you ask us, right, we buy a TV, choosing between a $1,500 and a $2,500 TV. Mm. Yeah, you might opt for the $1,500 if you're paying a single swipe payment. But if you're giving an installment option of three, I'm only paying like what? $750 or $800 per payment, right? So that's where then I might go for the better TV because mm. I can stretch it over three payments instead of paying all at once. Mm. So that's what by now, that's the data that we give to the, we collect and then help the merchants, right? To make a better decision point. Yeah, where we know customers, what are they activated by? And are they able to generate the higher AOV when they adopt the buy now, option? Mm. Yeah, because if I cover a little bit more about the buy now, product, right? Is it's a product that merchant has to pay a, a, some fees mm-hmm. to take up that service. Then how do they justify the fees that uh, it makes sense, right? Is when their AOV increases, yeah, they make more money out of that increased AOV. 
that can cover the cost of mm. that service. I think that makes sense for them. I see. The AOB is actually average order value. Ah uh, yes, right? yes, yeah. A- average order value okay. or basket size. Yeah, <laughs> or basket size. Or right? basket yeah. size. Yeah. Yeah. Depending yeah. on which language you yeah. use. <laughs> There's so many different like uh, translations of this yes, ter- yeah, terminology. Yeah. So I think we talked about uh, the merchants, the customers, uh, talked about Faith's position. And I think what we, we realized is that it's really part of this whole bigger ecosystem, right? So uh, I think that's one of the biggest uh, common denominators across all guests that come in. And they're coming from all sorts of different players as well, right? Like that is, it is an ecosystem. Uh, we, COVID has shown that if anything, we must work together, right? Um, and there's a lot of integration, there's a lot of strategic partnerships, uh, you know, being built every day. On your side, when you, from your POV, who are the strategic partners or, or buckets of partners that you guys look at in terms of building this ecosystem together with? So that is a great question, right? So when we look at it from our, we never look at it from a faith point of view, but we always take the lens of our merchants and consumers. Mm. So first thing first, from a consumer point, what platforms are they using that would deliver more value to them, right? If we were to go into a partnership, yep. then uh, number two for merchants, what, which partners do we work with to bring more value to the merchants. Right. Yeah. And some of the partners that we have worked with so far, right, from, if you notice from a payment perspective, we are working with uh, UOB, like what I mentioned earlier on, DBS, mm-hmm. Singtel Dash, Google Pay, even Grab as a source of fund within Faith. So we have that as a payment partner because we notice that merchants have a problem reconciling between uh, and retaining customers across different platforms. Mm-hmm. That's what value adds to the merchants. And then for customers, now they can earn cashback throughout different payment platforms. That's a win-win-win situation. Mm. Then we also work with uh, players like malls, like Landlist. Yep. Yeah, we have a agreement with them to run marketing uh, partnerships. And that actually creates a lot of value for the tenants within the malls. Interesting. Yeah, and, and during this time, I mean, business are not great at the moment yet. Yeah, so that's where they can add, value add more to them. Yeah, and, you, and you've seen a lot, I think, in uh, especially in the recent times where a lot of the mall providers or retail ecosystem providers are tying up with the apps and the merchants and creating a lot of joint promos. And yeah, so very, very much on the money on this. Yeah, a- exactly right. And, and it's no longer a one plus one equals two, right? When you have one plus one, like a mall and a platform like us, it becomes like five, ten. Because yeah. we really multiply our... There's a the, multiplier effect. Yeah, yes. on the budget, on the kind of uh, marketing reach that we can get to the merchants, I think, and the effects. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. I think I still want to go back to one question, Ruby, the, the, the data. Like you mentioned, you work with the mall, and you work with different, different party, right? So... Is it like uh, the transaction data will be important for Faith? Or like, do you view like if Faith is able to get the transaction data, how valuable this transaction data uh, Faith can, can benefit for? Or actually that this is like not, not the Faith is looking at? It's a great question. So data is important to us, but not because Faith requires the data, but it's because we can help the merchant to make a better decision on their marketing mm. and on whatever actions. Because we have a system for faith beast. That's the back end tool. It's not just to cancel transaction to check transaction. Right? It's not reconciliation. <laughs> yeah. We also provide faith beast insights where we help them to analyze the customers coming in. How many are new? How many are existing? How much they are spending? And we also give the gender breakdown. Like, oh, how many percent of your customers are male, female? What's the age group? Right. So with all this data, right, we. The eventual goal is that we help empower the merchants to make better decisions as they are marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the, they're creating marketing actions, right, towards the pool of customers. And I, hopefully in the future, right, then with our reach and the customers who already transacted through Faith, mm-hmm. we can help them to reach the customers, to the customers again, 
instead of using WhatsApp for one channel, Facebook for another channel, maybe I pay a, a SMS for another channel. Mm. So that, that's what we want to do with the data to empower the merchants. I see. I think, well, very, very interesting for this part, right? Because in this case, actually, we can view like a uh, merchant have one platform that actually they are able to reach out to the customers. Right, so in order, like just now I mentioned, I need to reach out to like maybe uh, Grab, Cinder Dash, DBS Pay, like you will be. So now everything I just need to using the feed. So <clears throat> a lot of merchant actually, when we talk to them, like or uh, a lot of guests sharing about, is like always the merchant have the concern will be like, hey, is it you are getting my data and then you try to sell my data to others, right? But I think what we are seeing from here is actually what is the benefit that we are able to bring back to the merchant. So if this is the merchant is sharing the data to the a company, like example like Faith, right? Faith is able to help you to know how to do more precise marketing as an example, right? If you want to run any campaign, which product you need to select, or like if you want to run a buy now pay later, what kind of thing that you need to do, right? So I think that will be very interesting is actually when we always talk about data, data, like maybe we need to look at the use cases. What is the benefit? Like Faith all always looking at like what is the customer's benefit and what is the merchant benefit. I think that is the, 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 the mindset is not like what is the company benefit. It's what is our customer's benefit. Yeah, yeah exactly. And to just build on that point, right? Um, we also always believe that a merchant, uh, customer first, merchant second, fifth third, right? Mm. So if you serve by that order, then platform like us can see success, right? Because yeah. eventually we don't own anything. Like Grab doesn't own cars. They mm. own the, the, to facilitate transport, right? Faith doesn't own the merchants nor we own the customers. We just facilitating the customers right. to the merchants. And then what do we do in between to drive more customers to merchant? Or we drive the same customers to come back more frequently. Mm. Uh, that, that's, that are the, those are the few. The role of a two-sided or three-sided platform. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Uh, so thank, thanks again for sharing that with us. I think we're coming to the closing section. Uh, we always ask a few questions at the end, which is standard. Number one, uh, you have a mall operator in front of you and you have a retail operator in front of you. What would be your one piece of advice to each of them right now today? Yeah, God, that's a great question, man. This is slightly below rocket science. But still <laughs> <laughs> so if you ask me, right, it's collaborate. If th that's the one word. Uh, and why, why I say collaborate, right? I mean, like we were, Imran, we were sharing earlier on, right? The, it's no longer you stand alone, you can. One plus one goes to multiples, right? Mm. When you stand alone, even if it's a mall, your marketing budget is only limited. Mm -hmm. Because you, you, as a REITs, you are behind, you are behind the malls are the REITs, right? You need to make a profit. Then the merchant themselves, they also have limited resources. Then how do we work together to amplify the effects of this, our resources together? And then some of the merchants, honestly today, some of the more, most merchants are more open to collaborating. Because why I say collaborate, Faith doesn't charge any upfront fees most of the time. Mm. Yeah, unless it's like a merchant that wants really a lot of exposure, we might charge some advertising revenue. But if not, we don't, that's not our main model. Yeah. Mm. It's the uh, percentage of sales that comes to us. How will retail change post-pandemic? Right. Yeah, Download the, the future of retail cost, white I mean, paper from our website, no AIamazing.com. Mm. So and, and sometimes they're also worried about staff. Like, oh, how, was, how is my staff going to take it? Taking another, it goes back to the start of our conversation, right? We, we, uh, can the staff take it? So many platforms, how do I manage? Don't worry, actually, by taking on more platforms, especially those that are commonly used, you're actually helping your staff to upskill them. 
if yeah. they don't learn at your business, they're going to have to learn somewhere else. Assume, I mean, no staff stays forever with the business, right? They have to transit, right? Or like a COVID hit and suddenly now all your transactions are cashless. Right? Exactly, right? So sooner or later, you have to learn. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. instead of thinking of it as a friction, think of it as something that is helpful for the employees as well, other than just the business. Yeah, actually, this is like really on point because I think there's, there's so many cases of us going into the, the, the ground as well. And uh, like you said, the, the systems are siloed, but actually many people's thinking surprisingly are still very siloed as well. Exactly. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, and our last question we always will ask is, do you think the physical retail can still remain king? Ah, great question. Personally, from a Singaporean perspective, yes. <laughs> Why? We are, we are, we are, Singapore is a tiny island, right? 64 by 44 kilometers. That's the space we have, right? So we still want to go out and shop. As much as I get my, I have a pair of twins at home. I get my pampers. I get my milk powder online, right? Yeah. But I still go out and shop for every other thing. Yeah. Because I like to go out there have some time, some things to do offline. I don't want to stay at home, right? Oh, from home is already at home. <laughs> I don't want to continue to stay at home on my weekends as well. So I think retail is still king. But then, um, how do you create an omni-channel? Yes. Super important. Then that's where we, every one of us, right? Actually, you look at the entire digital economy. That's what we are trying to do. Digital economy. Nobody is going to say that, well, online is going to be 100% of the market. Retail is dead. I don't believe that, at least for myself. Mm. I believe that there is a way to... Uh, work it out together. Some customers just sometimes will prefer to pay online. Some customers will prefer to buy your products offline. Mm. Then how do you cater to the same customers both online and online and make it a very seamless journey? Actually. And sometimes I want something live and sometimes I, I want to just buy it in, in bed, right? Exactly. Like I'm the same customer, it's just at different times. Right? Exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I think, you know, that's, that's really cool. Thanks again, Keith, for sharing. Uh, we've sadly come to the end of the episode for today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Keith. Uh, for those viewing, if you have any questions for Keith, be sure to just comment in our socials. Uh, we'll forward the questions to Keith. I'm sure he will be more than happy to continue the conversation with you Don't as well. Uh, so meanwhile, please find us on our social platforms, uh, on Spotify, on Apple Music, as well on YouTube. And see you in the next episode. Alright, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. How will retail change post-pandemic? Download the Future of Retail white paper from our website, aimazing.co.